Y dos. Y dos. Una. Y dos. Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC Livestream, the podcast. This show broadcasts twice a week out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC. In Tala de Puerto Rico. And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life. From a Latino perspective, I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 53. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And come show your favorite artists some support. Go to cortezNYC.bitcartel.com. That's my online store. You're going to find posters, stickers, graffiti pins. You're going to find original art. So go check it out. Buy a little something and help support me. Get on with the show. Uh, yeah, skulls, what? <laughs> All right. I think, I thought last episode was the episode. Oh, yeah? But this episode. It's the, the episode. The episode. It's the, the, the. The. Uh, exclamation uh, point episode. We're going to talk skulls. Yeah, and Cortez that's, is talking that's skull. like a signature um, style, signature yeah. character of Mr. Cortez and here. Yeah. Um, everybody, every time people see him, they'll say, oh, I've seen your skulls. Oh, my God, they're so cool. They're awesome. Um, how you do it so fast? Also, you get that a lot. That's a big thing. Yeah, I do it so fast. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a great episode to discover secrets. <laughs> Ooh, I got so many secrets. (laughs) So many secrets. Yeah. Um, All right, so we're going to talk about skulls. Um, The, I think, I think what I'm going to cover right now in this little conversation is going to be how I go about doing it, but also um, a little bit about the reality versus, the the realistic skull versus Mm -hmm your own expression of a skull. Yeah. Um, And maybe I'll touch a little bit on the subject matter, the content, the ideas behind skulls. Um, But let's start from the beginning. And the beginning would be anatomy, Mm -hmm. actually drawing a skull. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I first got into drawing skulls from anatomy class where they introduced us and in science, you know, science yeah. class, where they introduce us into books about where they show you the different body parts and they show you a skull and you're like, oh, wow, that's what a skull looks like. That's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then in drawing classes, you end up learning drawing from skulls just to understand anatomy. And then you begin to you begin to kind of get a, an attachment or a, a connection to it. And you start to realize that, I mean, for me, you start to realize that a lot of um it's it's a it's a piece of information that you're going to need for the long term if you're going to draw people it's it's a bit of information that you're always going to need so you start to memorize it just like you would memorize uh a multiplication table or the alphabet right it's just a piece of information that you're always going to be using so then you might as well pay attention to it and learn it well Mm -hmm. um you know i think drawing realistic skulls um, is a really good thing to do when you're studying anatomy 
it doesn't mean that you always have to draw realistic skulls. Um, and I, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. But, but it, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a balance between drawing anatomically correct skulls and drawing expressive skulls. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the skulls that when you see art that depicts skulls, a lot of it that you or me or the average person would like is not realistic. No, they're animated. They're animated. They're more brought to life. They're more expressive. Yeah. Um, I think if you were just to see a, a, a regular old skull sitting there in a painting, you would kind of be like, okay, that looks like anatomy. It just looks like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go in another direction, like our previous episode, when we were talking about horror art, and you can draw a skull to look gruesome or to look um, like a carcass. Yeah. You know, so there's a difference if I told you a skull for anatomy and, and, a, and a carcass, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm saying carcass, that already kind of tells you like the way you're going to color it, the way you're going to draw it, it's going to look like it's um, deteriorated. Yeah. It's going to have a certain texture, a yeah, certain yeah, color, yeah. and you're going to try to make it look like a horror thing. Um, and like I said in the previous episode, you know, when I'm doing skulls, I'm not looking to make it look horrific. Mm-hmm. I'm looking to make it um, and, and more expressive and more um, reflective of, of my mood or my intention at the time. Um, but when you're drawing ato- anatomically correct skulls, there's a thing about proportion that you learn. Uh, the amount of proportion between the top of the skull to the eyes, to the eyes and the, and the nose socket, to the teeth, the mandible, the, you know, the jaw... Um, the cranium. I think when you when you look at human beings and you're drawing a, a, a human in front of you, you don't realize how much of that person is cranium, yeah, and how much of it is front face, yeah. Um, that's something that when you look at a skull, it's a curious thing because a skull shows you all of it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look at a person, you, we're usually looking at each other's faces. And we don't realize all the other stuff happening behind the face. Uh, and the face is a very flat, straight-on kind of thing. Um, that's why sometimes profiles are interesting, right? Yeah. But when, you, when you're looking and drawing anatomy and drawing a skull, you're kind of looking at the whole head. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody with a shaved head. Yeah, when they have no hair, that's or when some... you really see the, <laughs> the real shape head. of their face yeah. and their whole head their whole as head. as an own. Yeah, yeah. I've thought about that too. It's like, different. I, I've thought about how would I look without hair. Well, that... and I, I feel like my head is pretty small, so I think that it will look kind of like weird in a way because <laughs> it'll be like super small, bold head uh, but yeah i know what you mean it's it's a different it's a different view of a person yeah and and i think that is one of the first curiosities when you're an artist mm-hmm. and you and they're and you're being taught to draw people mm-hmm. and you're being taught to draw a skull and then you draw people again you go from drawing a skull to going back to drawing people i think there's a shift that you start to realize and you realize that a lot of what we see every day of people is a is a facade it's yeah. the illusion of the person you, yeah. you don't really see the whole being they're covered by hair they have hats they have beards they have things they have glasses they have there's stuff going on yeah 
that doesn't really let us see the real um, anatomy. Yeah. And and what we're seeing is their expression, mm-hmm. their their life. Mm-hmm. You know, the expressiveness of their faces, and their obviously their bodies. But let's focus on the heads. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an illusion. Yeah. Um, the more realistic image of the person is when the person is asleep. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go further, one person more the darker one person is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you really see the the actual physical shape yeah. of the person. Because when you take a picture, everybody smiles. Exactly. And smiling is already altering your your facial your features. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's cha- changing everything. Mm-hmm. Your ears go up, your eyebrows, everything changes. Your even your scalp yeah, changes position. Like, hey. So so all those things that you're doing isn't really your anatomy it's mm-hmm. it's what you want me to see your anatomy okay, as yeah um that's why sometimes when you draw a, a person and they're just posing seriously you really see them um and and when you and like we were talking about when you're drawing a, a, the shape of a person's head a skull like you really see the shape of a person's head mm-hmm. you know that and, and and i think that's the curiosities maybe that's some of the curiosity for art students mm-hmm. when they're drawing anatomy and they're drawing a person's head to join a skull is is that is that they're finally seeing the real shape the real proportions of a, of a head yeah um and they're seeing um what what makes what is what makes us human right mm-hmm. human being uh, the animal side of us that yeah. you're actually seeing that part of it you're not you're not seeing the expressive yeah part um so that's part of the the, the whole photorealism and studying skulls and all that that's important and i think that's great um once you've already mastered that and you've already not mastered but you've gotten really good at it and you've gotten the ability to draw a nice shading and nice proportion to a skull and and you've gotten this concept of of what makes a skull look realistic Mm -hmm. then you get into okay how do i make it expressive if you like if you like drawing this anatomy part how do you make it more expressive right and then you get into why like some people might come to you and be like hey draw me a tattoo and make it a skull or uh i have a i have a, a you know an, uh, a company and we do whatever and it would be really cool if you do like a skull like a pirate skull or something or whatever it might be maybe it's pirate radio and they, they want you to make a pirate skull for it as a logo yeah so now people are bringing you that those kind of projects right and you're really good at drawing skulls but what they want is they want a skull that looks tough or they want a skull that looks angry or they want a skull that looks an expressive skull, a skull that looks scary, or a skull, whatever it might be. That's when you have to take an inanimate object like a skull and you have to bring it to life. And I think that's where you can express yourself as an artist through this inanimate object, bringing it to life. Yeah. Um, but it, and you kind of like give it an expression, a facial expression, even if it's subtle. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might go exaggerated like a cartoon, but even if you just drew a skull and you elongated the skull mm-hmm. or you made the eye sockets a little bigger or the eye sockets a little smaller these little details where you where you go out of the norm and you start to exaggerate it a little bit more kind of give skull personality yeah and change it from being like a dead object a dead still object into like an animated object something that that expresses um a mood and i think that's that's that point that I enjoy about drawing skulls. Um, there's something about it, and, and we can get into this topic now. There's something for me about drawing skulls that 
represent everybody regardless of race mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's us beneath the superficiality yeah that's right? that's what we all have right. underneath that's what we can all identify with the skin exactly because i remember there was a time where i would draw one person or another and people would actually ask me they'd be like why'd you make them black or why'd you make mm. them white like people i would have you know uh, you know my black friends come to me but yo but why'd you make them white why'd yeah. you make that character white and i'd be like why are you asking me that right and vice versa i would have white friends tell me why'd you make that character black right and and this this duality of people challenging questioning why certain characters i made them certain racial identities and for me i always make everybody just brown because mm-hmm. i'm just like whatever it's like we're all how do i make it look like everybody so yeah. people don't ask me that yeah well skulls was mm-hmm. a good answer mm-hmm. when i do skulls i don't make them white I make them like off-white yeah but i make them and i don't make them a certain type but i've never had anybody ask me about my skull characters why are they white or why are they black or why are they whatever yeah you know what i mean it's something that is universal it means everybody it means humanity mm-hmm. right so that's that's part of my behind the you know the thinking the, of why yeah, yeah. why skulls right yeah. that i don't think anybody would ever care to know no exactly <laughs> i don't think anybody would even ask that deep and yeah. I give, if I gave them an answer, they'd be like, yeah, right. You just like skulls because they're uh. cool. But but no, that, that's a reality. There is a reality to that. Um, skulls mean everybody. Um, also, for me, skulls mean life. It's a celebration of life. I've, I've always said that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a celebration of the fact that we are alive. The people right. looking, us looking at the art, right. we're, we're alive and I'm showing you skulls that obviously mean that they passed on, right? But I'm showing you skulls that are still alive. Yeah. Because I'm showing them animated, I'm showing them with expression, I'm showing them with, with character, with personality. So I'm showing you a skull that has a story to tell. Exactly. There's a story behind them. And I think that's something that I celebrate. I enjoy that. Um, also, I, I identify skulls with the past. You know, skulls mean that there was life right mm-hmm. so when i put in in my paintings i put a lot of like a field of skulls yeah. you know i'm kind of saying like look at all this time that's passed look at all these people all these lives yeah yeah, yeah. i, I kind of i'm trying to trigger your impression of time mm-hmm. passing you know um not so much the future but but the past the past yeah but also your future because one day we will be part of that this right type, yeah, yeah. One of those discarded skulls <laughs> being dug up in some. Uh, we gotta make room for this condominium, you know. Exactly. Empty out all this, you all know, this graveyard. <laughs> um, so th- there's part of it there, um, but that's not to be dark. That's just reality. It's not like I'm trying to be a horror artist. I'm just. It's just the truth, you know. Especially growing up in New York City, I, you know, I grew up in New York. You see people all the time, come and go. Mm-hmm my whole life watching the news do you think I, I i don't keep track of the fact that every news cycle there's another death exactly. another death another death another death another death you know what i mean you're hearing this constantly yeah. you know you're seeing so many lives coming and going that how, how is your brain not going to have that in your head like you don't live forever you're yeah. not forever 
I think that people here in New York understand that more, or maybe people here in the city, maybe it's the United States, uh, but I've seen the reaction of people from Latino culture or from Latino background, and they don't react that often to skulls. They always have like a taboo towards skulls on thinking that, oh, that represents death and that that's like something negative. Right. Because I know that you have heard, had those kind of reactions of people. They, they associate it with something dark. With something Or dark that, intentions. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's dead, um, it's not beautiful, um, and it doesn't have to be painted on a wall. Or it doesn't have to be a, a, an art piece. That's what they think, these yeah. people think. Well, I mean, I've, I've heard that. I've heard that and I've heard it s said. Mm hmm but I've never experienced that, let's say, painting on a wall and I'm drawing a skull and somebody says, like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, they I've said heard it. Afterward. Like, yeah. a comment to talk to you or whatever. Yeah, but I've never, I've never had a strong reaction against yeah, it. Yeah, like, to say. Um, but I, I, I think, I think there's different interpretations and, and some people, I, absolutely, 100%, a lot of people will associate it with, like, Halloween and, and horror and, and those things and, and they associate it with something dark mm -hmm. um, or gangs they might associate it with gangs yeah. and death and blah blah blah, blah and whatever um, but I think I think over the years I've, I've learned to identify when I'm drawing something that looks too dark mm -hmm. and, and to be able to, to say let me pause and pull back and kind of figure out how to redo it mm -hmm. so it doesn't look so, so scary and whatever yeah. um Another reason that I think skulls are something that are part of my vocabulary, my art vocabulary, yeah, yeah. is um, I think that you you need a symbol. You, you look for a symbol that is everybody, that is everything, and you look for a symbol that is human, right? Yeah. Um, that is something that are, touches into our humanity. Mm -hmm. And when you find a, the skull as an object, and you say, okay, this is going to be an object that makes sense for me because it means everything and it means nothing. It's, it's a, just a skull. It's just dead. But it means everything because it's all of us, right? Yeah. And you realize how it's, like you said, interpreted by different people. Then you realize what a loaded symbol it is. Exactly. And it's, and it's, it's a symbol that's kind of abused. Yeah. In pop culture. Yeah. It's used for a limited, for a small concept, but it's a, a very powerful symbol worldwide. Mm -hmm. More powerful than a lot of the symbols that you see in, in movies and in, in posters and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, another symbol could be like a dove, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a bird, right? Okay, that's a symbol and it means some things, but it doesn't mean something to everybody. But a skull is it's a skull because is it's in part your of head the, of your humanity. <laughs> it's in your head. Yeah, it's in yeah. your. It's, I, it's you. <laughs> it's you. It's coming out of your. That's where my voice is coming from through my skull. Yeah. Like it's us. So it's such a powerful symbol. Mm -hmm. How I think that's where I kind of like. I haven't found it yet, but there's got to be a way to challenge people on this. How is it that we all ignore the fact that this powerful symbol is like so discarded? And, and, and discard it as like, oh, it just means this one thing. Exactly. Um, if I drew hearts, that's another symbol, right? A heart. 
I, 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 I don't mean that Valentine's heart. I mean like a real heart. Yeah. If I drew a heart, which I did one time, and I mixed a heart with a skull. Yeah. A heart is a powerful symbol too. It's mm-hmm. kind of grotesque mm-hmm. when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we see it as like, oh my God, there's a heart there, like, right? Like it's a piece of anatomy. It's like drawing yeah. a liver or a lung. Yeah. But the symbolism of it is something that is 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 powerful but a skull is still more visually powerful because it's looking at you yeah because it's looking at you and because of what it means that is i mean it depends it's what it means to you uh but generally what it means which is to be dead and and which which is like the absence of life the absence of life and also what is um, left after your skin and everything decompose right she's the skull uh, and and i would say so i just said the absence of life but i would say also that's the funny other part the other part of my symbolism no, in, exactly in, is that it, it has life it, it has life i'm drawing it with life so that it's the absence of their life but mm-hmm. now you're still living the spirit is still there exactly So, so whoever that person was, that person was, uh, you know, Joe Stevens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's in Spanish. Uh, Jose Gonzalez, right? So Jose, Jose Gonzalez be- lived a life. He was whatever. He was a singer, a musician, and he did this and he did that. He died. He became a skull, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What's left of him is a skull. Yeah. But now that skull's in my painting, right? And that yeah. skull lives on. Yeah. Now what is he? He's now Jose Gonzalez, but he's still playing a role, right? In right. I, when I'm drawing these skulls and I'm giving them life, mm-hmm. it's like I'm giving, I'm give, I'm showing that even after your life, what you think is important, if your life is gone, you're still, your spirit is still there, you're still present, mm-hmm. you still are present and accounted for in the, in this field of humanity. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. <laughs> I I think I think uh, symbolically, it's loaded. And I, ha- I still have more to explore with it. I feel like there's more. Um, yeah, I think maybe. I mean, you have done a lot with skulls, but I would say that maybe last year or the year before when we went to Miami and you did that wall where the skull had like those crystals and stuff like that. Yeah, that was different. That was uh, interesting. That was an interesting thing to do with a skull, which makes it look. Uh, more colorful but also it gives it a different look yeah for people to appreciate yeah um, and I'm sure you have many more ideas yeah no and and the um, I think the color coloring skulls in different col- in different ways is, is, is something right mm-hmm. and it, that's something that can trigger people to be like oh look you know it's yeah. decorative and, and and I've seen decorative stuff on Instagram Um, I think getting to the root of the symbolism of it is is a little deeper yeah. to where uh, I guess as I mature further, I might find ways of expressing that that hopefully, you know, by the time I become a skull, <laughs> eventually when I'm long gone, people will look at what I did with it and they'll understand, you know, what what um what the end of the road is and and what and why why even make art yeah you know what i mean i think at the end of all of this the point of it is 
that it's art, right? it's a painting. And then I, I'm challenging you to say, why do we even do this? Right. Why am I even painting? There's part of that in there. It's like, you know, when I'm long gone mm-hmm. and this painting is still here, why did I even bother doing this? Yeah. I'm just another one of those on the pile of many that have come and gone. Um, so, I don't know. But if you guys want to see me drawing some skulls, go to YouTube, check it out. You'll see plenty of examples of me painting skulls. There's a nice airbrush video. Uh, go to YouTube and just search Cortez NYC. Search airbrush skulls and you'll see a really cool video of me airbrushing some skulls. Um, and there's videos of me spray painting them. My basic, my basic technique is a lot of cutback, a lot of circular shapes, a lot of proportional shapes. Um, but there's a lot of anatomy, formal anatomy study behind it. Uh, if you guys want to do some cool skulls, I recommend practice your anatomy first, then practice drawing people, and then combine all those things, and you're going to come up with some really kick-ass, expressive skulls that will even impress me, and hopefully I'll get to see those. If you guys do anything cool, tag us uh, at Cortez and stream. Yep. And hashtag court the hands last from also. And I hope to see you guys. See you stuff soon. Peace. Culture talk, Allah. What do you got for me, culture talk? Yes, so on this culture talk I wanted to talk about the day of the death. What? <laughs> the day of the dead. Oh, okay, that's better. Oh, el día de los muertos. That's even better. Um, which is, is a that a Mexican... horror movie? No, come on. It's a Mexican celebration. It's a Mexican holiday that is, um, in the United States, I think that is confused with Halloween. It's not Halloween. It's a different celebration. Uh, Coco. It's Coco, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, El Día de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday celebrated throughout Mexico, in particular the Central and South regions, and by people of Mexican heritage elsewhere. So it became a holiday that it was even recognized by the UNESCO. So they, you know you can celebrate it, and it is a day where people what they do is they. Uh, remember maybe family or friends that have had died and it is focused on gathering family and friends to pray for and remember friends and family like I've said and um, family members who have died and help support their uh, spiritual journey um, so prior to the Spanish colonization the tradition was celebrated at the beginning of the summer uh, but gradually it was associated with October 31st, November 1st and November 2nd to coincide with the Western Christianity tradition um, of the day of uh, Saints Day, the day before Saints Day and also All Souls Day. So in order to do that syncretism that we were talking about, yeah, um, they created this. Um, they they moved the dates of the celebration of the Day of the Dead. Okay. 
Um, so some traditions connected to these holidays include building private altars called ofrendas, honoring the deceased using calaveras, Aztec marigolds, and their favorite food and beverage to their favorite food and beverage and leave it on their graves as a gift. So basically it's to it's like to make their traveling, their spiritual traveling to heaven or hell. Um, well, hopefully to heaven or to the other life, uh, a more peaceful one. Um, so some scholars trace the origins of modern Mexican holiday to indigenous observances dating back hundreds of years to an Aztec festival dedicated to the goddess Mixtecalitual. Okay. I don't know if I said it right, but... Probably not. Yeah. But okay. But as a special goddess for the Aztec world. Um, and then, um, this is basically about the story about the Day of the Dead. And now I wanted to talk about um, the Katrina, which is a character that now is basically the symbol of the Day of the Dead. Gotcha. Which is the... You know, the, the faces that you see in different movies like The Book of Life or Coco. That face that the ladies have um, painted. I think they call them sugar skulls or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, the, like the, the, the decorations that you see on the sugar skulls faces, basically. Yeah. So, it's called Katrina. And the story comes from that in the early... 20th century, the uh, Mexican political cartoonist and lithographer Jose Guadalupe Posada created an etching. Etching, yeah. Created an etching to accompany a literary calavera. Posada dressed his personification of death in fancy French garb and he called it Calavera. Garbancera, okay. intended it as a social commentary of Mexican society's emulation of European sophistication. Um, Todos somos calaveras is a quote commonly attributed to Posada, which means we are all skeletons. So underneath all our man-made trappings, we are all the same. Which I thought it was really interesting when you were saying that you were um, drawing skulls and, and painting skulls because it makes it makes it easier for you to just draw something that represents all of us right. underneath all our clothes, underneath everything that we have. Yeah. We are all the same. And he was saying the same thing that you guys are trying to to um, emulate the European sophistication trying to act like rich people but at the end of the day we are all the same right when we die we're gonna be all skeletons <laughs> so that's how this skeleton character began then in 1947 Diego Rivera featured Posada's stylized skeleton in his masterpiece mural dream of a Sunday afternoon in Almeda Park Posada's skeletal boss was dressed in a large feminine hat 
and Rivera made his female made, made her uh, female and named her Katrina, which is a slang in Mexico for rich. Mm. So it was also a social commentary from Diego Rivera to say this one is going to be called the Katrina because she thinks she's so rich. But at the end of the day, she's a skeleton more, just like us. And like I said, um, different movies that featured the Day of the Dead uh, tradition is The Book of Life, which was released in 2014. Um, Spectre, or Spectre. Spectre. Uh, which was released in 2015. It's a James Bond movie. I don't know if you guys got to see that movie, that was but a good movie. Yeah. at the beginning of the movie, great scene. He's going to. He's in Mexico City, I think. Yeah. And when he gets there, he is uh, within the crowd with the mask of the Day of the Dead, and everybody is. It's a big parade, so everybody is dressed up as um, the Sugar Skulls. Yeah. They have huge. Um, puppets yeah, yeah. of skulls, uh, characters yeah, like yeah. a dog that or a great different animals, yeah. and then everybody's dancing, and that was beautiful. Yeah. It was actually very nicely done. Um, and then Coco in 2017, which is the most recent one, that um, I think they did a pretty good job of showing the tradition of the Day of the Death. Yeah. Because then I looked up pictures and you see that at night they actually put um, a whole... Uh, they, they put um, candles around the graves of the dead. And they create those type of ofrendas like you see in Coco. Uh -huh. When he goes out at night and he goes into the altar that they have for his supposedly grandfather and everything is lit up and everything else um so yeah and then the day of the death dia de los muertos is celebrated from october 31st to november 2nd because like i said uh, it was syncretized with christianity traditions of the actual day of the death and the day of the saints and the day of all souls hmm. what do you think of the day of the death <laughs> Wow. Well, I think it's it's a lot more information than I imagined. Um, it 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 sounds like it's a it's an event that involves multiple things. Yeah. Between the ofrendas and the and the, mm -hmm. the skulls and the this and the that, like it, it sounds like there's like a lot of multiple things happening that we don't know about, mm -hmm. and we all just say Day of the Dead like it's Halloween. Exactly. But I guess if you if you break down Halloween and say, well, what's Halloween? And Halloween is the costumes, the candy, the jack-o'-lanterns, the, the ghost almost, stories, and like all these other things. It's almost like a tradition like that. Yeah, like, but 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 this this one is a lot more. It's got a, a longer. Maybe I don't know if it's got a longer tradition because Halloween, I'm sure, has a long European tradition. Yeah, but I mean, but this one is more about the spiritual journey of your dead loved ones because yeah. you're celebrating their lives because of what they accomplished yeah. when they were alive and then you're celebrating their death because it's to say it's not a it's not a sad moment but it should be a celebration that they're going through that journey of their other lives or that their spirits and their energy is out there um 
to take care of you or to to go whatever they they need to go yeah and then another thing is that here in the united states um those characters of the Katrina and the other um, skulls and Carabella, they were taken into the Halloween tradition. But yeah. then we'll have to be careful. Would that be, and that would be a good question, would that be cultural appropriation? Because it's part of another tradition, even though it's called the Day of the Dead, it's not the same as being Halloween. Well, and, and I don't know. Well, th so... I mean, the, the sugar skulls, honestly, I've heard it expressed. People call it sugar skulls. Yeah. I never really knew why. Mm -hmm. I always just thought it's Day of the Dead and it's just a, a, like a, a skeleton, decorative skeleton mask. Yeah. Um, but apparently the sugar skulls is a real thing. It, it, it was actually skulls made out of sugar because there was uh, an abundance of sugar at a certain time. Um... There was like a. It was it was like a. At a time when there was extra, like an abundance of the material. Yeah. And they needed something to create the stuff for the festivity. They started making skulls out of the sugar for the ofrendas. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a like a treat, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. To the ofrenda. but they were decorating in, into skulls. Right. And then, like every other tradition in Latin culture, you can't have a decorative skull without it becoming a competition mm -hmm. who can make who, the who can decorate it the best who can make it better yeah and and it became a thing where every festival people would prepare sugar skull. the sugar skull ahead of time yeah so the sugar skull is really because of the material the sugar but then the concept of decorating that sugar skull is yeah. what made it more of a of a tradition tradition yeah and then people decorating their own faces is is after having that tradition of decorating the, the little sugar skulls yeah and now yeah like you said now um are people just decorating their faces without even knowing yes yeah do people just decorate their faces because it looks like tattoos yes mm -hmm. do they even know where it came from no no yeah i mean that happens with everything and anything right now in this time and decade and whatever else but um another thing that is interesting about the day of the dead is that it's a festivity that came from indigenous um yeah start so it's, it started by indigenous people and it survived even colonization in order to syncretize with it yeah and to be part of the traditions of a mexican culture which for me is really interesting because people will say oh there's not more indigenous people in latin america and that's not true because if their traditions are still alive then that means that something um of their um life and and the way that they were living is still um is still alive in in our society yeah i mean it here in this little article it's saying that um uh the production the production of sugar skulls actually began in mexico in the 17th 17th century when abundant supplies of sugar were used to produce inexpensive versions of church decorations so the synchronization right mm -hmm. where they're taking 
they want to they want to imitate what's happening in church yeah but they do it their own way outside of church yeah using instead of being able to use let's say marble or or you know stone or whatever yeah expensive materials yeah they use sugar because there was an abundance of sugar mm-hmm. and they end up creating it for their own purposes mm-hmm. with maybe this indigenous background as a, as a motivation yeah. but becoming a a new cultural tradition yeah that eventually after the 17th century 18th century 19th you know up to where we are now yeah and sugar skulls become its own thing yeah. outside of its root exactly um with maybe for some people still a, a spiritual connection but now it's becoming more of a now it's a trend costume yeah trend now it's and, more like yeah. like uh it's in fashion right and then also now it's it's um even um tourist uh, souvenirs right when you go to mexico we had some friends yeah, that yeah, they yeah. went to mexico yeah. they brought us back a little sugar skull exactly and so th- now it becomes not made out of sugar not a no. ceramic a ceramic skull, skull exactly decorated skull yeah but and now even um it surpassed what is the day of the dead but it becomes more a representation of mexico itself yeah so it's like this is what mexico is and i think that it's gonna happen now even more if that happened before without coco <laughs> now with coco oh now with coco it's good yeah i i I haven't I don't know when is the last time I've gone to uh, a costume store to, to look for costumes right but I bet you if I go to a costume store now I'm gonna find a ton yeah. of costumes of quote unquote sugar skulls or cocoa skulls or exactly. Mexi- or they'll call it the Mexican skull or whatever they're gonna call it yeah I'm sure it's a costume that's popular um, even even um, horror movies or movies like The Purge yeah where they're showing these things and you're always gonna end up seeing somebody with their face painted yeah no exactly that became also a, a halloween costume yeah being dressed as the as the perch yeah. girls and perch guys yeah um no but i think it's interesting the idea of halloween then followed by you know day of the dead and and this idea um, that the cartoonist started to say, you know what, we are all the same at the end of the day. Yeah. Which day of the dead then can also be translated to acceleration of life because we are all the same. And and underneath all our clothing and underneath everything we have, uh, material things that we have, we're going to end up being the same thing um, when we are dead. Yep. No matter what, no matter whether you were good or bad, yeah, exactly. We all end up in the same place. Exactly. You know, the the funny thing is, um, doing a little Google search of Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. what you're gonna end up finding is horror movies. Yeah. Um, because that's that's the the long history of the zombie movies is is Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, oh, Day right. of the Dead. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing that there's a little. There's a lost in translation thing there. Yeah. Where Day of the Dead in celebration in in the Mexican culture is lost in translation in English. When you say Day of the Dead, you think of zombies. Exactly. That that's the day that the dead come back to life and, and haunt you. That's true. And I think that... I don't think people have bridged that yet. They're almost there. Like, people say Day of the Dead and they, they're 
almost ready to say the Mexican tradition. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think people still think of Day of the Dead with zombies and with the, uh-huh. and the, the the horror movies. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I guess there's still a lot more that has to happen before people can understand the translation of it. Yeah, I mean, it, and I'm sure it's a difficult not difficult but because you don't know it you feel like oh my god it's so different yeah and i don't relate to it but if you think about it it's almost the same thing we do now because with that um the christian day of the dead that which is i think in november 1st or november 2nd people do the same thing they go to the to the graves to put some flowers to pray to do whatever they need so it's basically the same celebration just without that many colors without that many skulls so maybe we just have to think about it in terms of what is similar to us and then understand it you know what i was thinking is you know how in new orleans yeah they have some of this kind of stuff also okay they have like the the the, almost like a what is it the mardi gras and all that they yeah they also do the skulls and all that kind of stuff and i'm wondering if there's some of that translation that go, spills over into there you know i mean i know i'm sure mardi gras has a whole other history mm-hmm. and it has an, another background to it but it might be from the same origins of the the not indigenous people or maybe african uh, descent or you know that the natives mm-hmm. from that native perspective yeah and then to have that celebration tradition it can be the, from because the same mardi gras origin. plays mardi gras and and the new orleans vibe yeah. plays a lot also with what they would you know i mean people like to call it voodoo and all that stuff exactly. but but that whole creole or, or uh um that 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 uh that old like uh occult kind of uh yeah you know yes m- yeah mysticism in new I'm orleans sure, yeah because know? i'm sure that uh, for the outsider day of the dead looks like a cult yeah yeah it doesn't look like part of a christian religion yeah which it is but whatever <laughs> all right guys day of the dead i hope you guys are out there enjoying it i will have some sugar Uh, And maybe draw some songs. That would be awesome. You wanted me to teach you, right? Street reality. Hablando español, Carla. Carla, I hope you have some Spanish for me to learn because I am missing some Spanish words. Okay. Well, first, um, expressive. Expressive? Yeah. Expressive. Expressive. Well, that, see, that always, those words throw me off because I don't know whether to pronounce it with an X or an S. Espresivo or expresivo? Expresivo. With an X? Expresivo. Expresivo. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, how do you say skulls? Skulls. Skulls son calaveras. I think we covered that. Yes. No, we didn't. We said something <laughs> different. Skeleton, we said. Calavera. Uh, how do you say realistic? Realistic is realistico. Realista. 
What is realistico? That's nothing, probably. Well, actually. Realistico. It can be it can be realistico or realista. Yeah. Because if you're using it, let's say, uh, this is something realistic. It will be, uh, this is es algo realistico. But let's say if I'm saying you are realistic, then era realista. tú eres realista. Gotcha. All right, um, next. How do you say anatomy? Anatomy is... That's a good one. You know, actually, anatomy... I... Recently, in the past couple of years... Kind of learned the word again from that song I think it's a Cultura Profetica has a line that says something about anatomia and it stayed in my head oh yeah he's the way he sang it right he put in a melody that now when I think anatomy and I'm gonna say it in Spanish I think of that word in that song <laughs> and and uh, that's interesting how music can do that to you it can make yeah. you memorize things but yeah anatomia yes good job <laughs> Cultura Profetica. Shout out to you Shout guys. out to you. Uh, next one, dead. How do you say dead? Dead. Not depth. No. Dead. Okay, dead. Dead is... Muerto. Yes. Okay. Uh, how do you say sugar? Ooh, that's a good one. There you go. Now you're working with me. Sugar is azúcar. Yes. <laughs> like Celia Cruz. Like Celia Cruz. Azúcar. How do you say natives? My brain just kind of ah. got stuck between the two words. Natives. So native is not nativo. Nativo is native. Oh, okay. Right? Nativo? Natives, yeah. Nativo yeah, is like... it. No, but nativo is that it's native. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But natives are... Indígenos. No? That's when you gotta help me. Well, for indigen for indígenos, uh, está, uh, indigenous. indigenous will be indígenos. Or indígenas. Indígenas. Um, but for natives, let's say if I want to talk for a New Yorker native, it will be nativo. Because you're native from New York. So, eres nativo de Nueva York. Okay. Or eres nativo de Puerto Rico. Okay. But then, if I want to talk specifically about indigenous people, then I'll say indígenas. Okay. Which, that was my next word, but we said it. Oh, okay. Indigenous, indígenas. Okay, so indigenous. Indigenous. And indígenas. Indígenas. And then, natives is... Nativos. Nativos. Got it. Nativos. Do you have any words for me? Oh, Carla, I got so many words for you. It's not even funny. What? <laughs> it's not even funny. Oh, my God. How do you say decoration? Oh. Decoración. Okay, very good. Tradition. Uh, tradition is tradición. Very good. How do you say afterlife? Obviously, Latin culture is so tied to Christianity and religion and Catholicism and whatever. We always talk about, you know, heaven or hell 
but is there a word for afterlife meaning whatever might be outside of our what what's out after our existence what is the afterlife without saying heaven or hell yeah well there's i looked it up because i really don't know uh it says la vida de ultratumba which i've heard ultratumba used for when they're talking about um egyptians and you know that god that decides where you're gonna go when you go when you die yeah um ultratumba usually is is talking about him in afterlife i've heard that Ult- those two words ultratumba together. means like beyond the tomb yeah. beyond the grave yeah so it's a la vida de ultratumba but there's not just one word for it it's like for a afterlife. phrase gotcha la vida después de la muerte también después de la muerte okay yeah, yeah. después, después de, de la, la muerte. muerte that can make sense yes. all right and i guess lastly i will say how do you say yes cranium <laughs> um cranio cranio yes all right thank you very much no thank you <laughs> challenging <laughs> <laughs> thank you for teaching me some spanish and I hope you guys learn some spanish as well Another episode done. We did it! <laughs> Woohoo! Alright, next episode is gonna be episode 53. Yeah. Do you even know? Well, um. You don't even know. I don't know, but we'll see what's gonna happen <laughs> from now to there because so many things going on in the world that. Alright, yeah, we'll figure yeah. out the next subject, but. Alright, see you guys next time. 